everybody. Welcome to the Rogue Rebels podcast. This time, I'm going to talk comics. And I'm going to talk comics with some cool comic book literate homies of mine. Um, first, I got my buddy from Will Communications, Rashad. Rashad, dude. Dude, you like comics. Uh, yeah, a little bit. One time we talked about comics. That one time we talked about comics and it was really fun. It was. You remember? Yeah. I remember. One time we recorded it, to be fair. We talked about comics a few times. I know. It was really fun. Yeah. That's good times. All right. It's about to happen again. Yeah. Uh, But it's not just us, buddy. Uh, We got another homie. The king of all Toms is here. King Tom. Hello. I know that guy. I'm, I know him. Yeah, 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 I've talked with I've talked with Rashad before. I'm excited. I think this is my first time ever talking with Sal. I don't think we have talked in person or no. Have we not been on a podcast together? I feel like we've been on somebody else's show, but now I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I've sent in uh, emails and voicemails to things you've been on. That's true. Yes, I feel like I've heard your voice so much. I feel like <laughs> I know you, and I feel like hey, we've talked. Likewise, but you know. Doing podcast things, and if you listen to any sorts of Star Wars podcasts, you probably know King Tom. Then, um, and I'm sorry for that. It's hard to uh, not feel like you've known him. Somehow, I've yeah. always known. <laughs> That's good. Y'all like that. Huh? The guy's—he's uh, like Pitbull nice. of the podcasting world. He's—he's—he's he's, he's worldwide. He's everywhere. What? 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 Worldwide. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. All right. So today we're gonna talk. Darth Maul, son of Dathomir. I wanted to start hitting comic books hard with this, but I also thought it was like Clone Wars relevant and timely. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's get it done. Um, real quick business. You can follow or you can check out all of my family stuff at therogerebels.com. You can like our Facebook page and hit us up on Instagram at therogerebels. And I'm on Twitter at Music. And Lizzie has another podcast called Star Wars Geek Girl, where they sometimes talk comics, but not very often. And that's it for now. Well, if you want to send us an email about a question or a comment, you can send it to roguerebelssw at gmail.com. That's it. On with the show. Rashad, you said you just read this comic, right? Like you you didn't read it when it came out? Correct. Uh, I read it hours ago. For the very first time, knowing nothing. I haven't even listened to the episodes um, that Tom and Luke recorded for Seismic Charges, the other podcast that we do, Shameless Plug, because I thought I was going to join them for a a catch-up, and I kind of wanted to do this fresh. Nice. Is the, um, do you, how, how much of, like, Clone Wars are you? I've seen, I've seen all the Clone Wars. Okay. Uh, I would say I overall generally like it. I'm not completely, you know, enamored by it. And uh, I, w- I, I was not really necessarily the biggest fan of them bringing Darth Maul back in the Clone Wars. Fair. Um, I do like the character a lot. And I have to say, despite all that, I enjoyed what they did with him there. And I do really enjoy what they did with him in this comic here and built off of what they did in the show. Okay. Now, Tom, I know you are like me, how you sort of, like, consume everything, but you read books a lot faster than me, apparently. (laughs) 
Yes, I, I'm. I'm lucky in that sometimes I have the time to do that. Yeah, because sometimes like the book will come out and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm ready to dive into this one," and Tom will be like, "Man, what a dive that was!" <laughs> yeah, except, except for when they release convention exclusives three weeks before the release date. Well, that happens, uh, Tom, <laughs> and there's not really a whole lot any of us can do about that. No. Um, I just imagine Tom sitting somewhere, shaking his fist constantly at the thought that somebody else has read a Star Wars book before him. Right. Accurate. I mean, but just to be fair, like, I'm going to be the other side of that coin, Tom, because I've Mm -hmm. been at some of those conventions and, like, read Ahsoka before it came out. (laughs) And, like, uh, I'm able to be like, man, I got this reader's, uh, you know, San Diego Comic-Con special edition of A New Dawn. This is going to be fun. (laughs) And I feel like that was, like, three months before it came out. It was probably Mm -hmm. a lot less, but... I mean, I, I don't, I don't begrudge the people who have that opportunity. I just wish they would release it digitally or something to make it up for the rest of us. That's fair. But I do. Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're right. Especially. Well, I think the problem also happens when people just decide like, Hey, like, why don't we just post the whole pages online? Yeah. And talk about it openly. mm -hmm. And that's like, you know, it's one of those weird things like. You know, I don't know, Disney Plus only releases in the U.S. and nobody else can watch it, you know, for another yeah. six months until it comes out where everybody can, can watch it. Right. I feel like that's a, it's hard. It's a hard life out there, Tom. It is. For those people not at those conventions. <laughs> and I've been at places where I've been like, man, I could really pick up that Thrawn book right now. <laughs> man, that line is long. I'm just going to wait. I'll come back later. <laughs> Tom, don't ever come back later because that Thrawn no, book won't be there later. Right. Of course not. All right. So let's like dive into the actual book. So I read this back when um, they released this at this weird time when they were like, the Clone Wars are gone. The Clone Wars are done, you know, but we're going to find ways to like release these stories and like the legacy will live on. So look, come to StarWars.com and here's like a couple story reels about a crisis on Utapau. And um we're releasing Dark Disciple, a book that's about, like, two arcs with Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss, which I was all about, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, here's a comic with Darth Maul and Mandalorians. Because Darth Maul and Mandalorians look really good in comics. Like, that's perfect. You know, so I'm just, like, we got this when we thought there was going to be no more Clone Wars. But now that there is more Clone Wars, it looks like they're following it up with what's going to happen after this. So people who never read this are going to be missing this piece, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is interesting. Because the last time we see Maul in Clone Wars is when he faces off against Sheev and Palpatine's like, I have plans for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He basically goes like, I have a use for you. Huh? Yes. And then he like continues shocking him as the episode ends, mm-hmm. which I was always like, they just stayed there for 45 minutes shocking him. So he was captured, right? Palpatine had them at the last time we saw him in the show? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he basically captures him on Mandalore. And then that's where we get into this story. But I think people who have not seen this story are like seeing Maul on Mandalore and being like, how did he get free from Palpatine? Like, well, spoilers, kiddos. We're about to tell you. All right. That was a spoiler warning for everybody who doesn't know spoiler warnings because now we're going to get into the meat of the book. Right. He's captured. At the beginning of the comic, he's captured. And what happens? Uh, he like Mandos. He's Mandos. Mandos happens. S- secret agent Mandos. So like, there's two primary Mandos. It's Rookcast and it's Gar Saxon, who we catch up with later in Rebels. 
Mm-hmm. And the planet they're on is in Rebels too. That's right, Stygian Prime. That's like the other Citadel. But I guess Damn. the Citadel places are like places where they can arrest and hold Jedi people. <laughs> it's isolated enough and hard to get to remote access. Right. And they have very like cold. Cool little rooms that just hold you in shocker thingies so you can't concentrate on the force or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to do this a lot throughout the episode because I'm a fake fan and I don't have the best memory from the Clone Wars stuff and that whole animated side of things. Uh, Gar Saxon, does, is he, he's a good guy or he's the bad guy who they have to t- get Mandalore from? I don't remember. Um, in Rebels, he's like the governor slash whatever of Mandalore. But he's uh, kind of like a, a pawn to the Empire. Yeah, he's basically yeah. the one that wears like the uh, Imperial Super Commando Mandalorian armor. Right. And he's like trying to get this, the weapon that Sabine. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, is that him or that? No, that's his brother, right? Yeah, his brother. He. Yeah, he dies. Yeah. Um, he's killed by Ursa. Yes. Ah. Which is great. That's a great And episode. the Mandos with the kind of Darth Maul horns <laughs> on their helmets. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is a uh, now standard issue in the shadow organization army for the Mandalorian soldiers. I mean, I think they all had fun and they were like, yo dude, like we're buying red and black spray paint. Everybody get in on this. Yeah. Stencil horns, day. Can, horns and super glue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pallets are coming in, dude. It's all good. Now, what do you make? Speaking of uh, adornments, what do you make of the, squiggly camo flage type armor on the battle droids um the markings actually i don't i thought i found them somewhere else because uh there was a skin that looked like this it was gray and colorless in battlefront 2 hmm. and then i was uh but now that i think about it i think it's the uh training droids from domino the domino squad episodes the Delta, the what is it clone cadets if that's the okay. episode mm-hmm. so it's not the same yeah I don't know. Their armor just looks cool. Hmm. It does. I have and no it's throughout the It's throughout the series. It is pretty cool. I just didn't know if it was something new they were trying or not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just... The, that's the Mandalorian trained attack force. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that... Um, yeah, so the Mandalorians go in there and just, like, tear it up. It's, like, great. They're, like, ripping heads off of stuff, and it's... You know, now that I look at Gar Saxon's helmet, I'm pretty sure that's what that little... Uh, that little uh, emoji from Twitter is it's Gar Saxon, <laughs> the Maldorian, oh, you know, and the Maldorian, uh, yeah, and that T-shirt that I was looking at that was like uh, we couldn't figure out the middle person because I thought it was him at first, but the eyes look more like they have the night owl kind of bend, but now that I'm looking mm-hmm. at his helmet, like he does have a little kind of thing in the middle that comes down, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so I think I think it might all be him. Yeah, no. Very interesting. Um, so they escape with, they break out Maul, basically. This is prison break, but with Mandos. <laughs> it's uh, pretty badass. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, and it's, and it's like Mandos doing everything you want Mandos to do. They like come in and they're like using their rockets and then they're like escaping and he's like, what do we do now? And they like blow up the wall and like grapple across it so Maul can like swing across the grappling line. But then they just jetpack out anyway because yep. they don't even need a line. Like it's crazy, and I love that the sorry. I love that the droids are you know like should we follow them? They're like nah, 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's like the best part. And then you're like, ah ha ha ha, that's cute. And then the like Mandalorian fighter comes up and blows the whole base up. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, that's kind of horrible, but I laughed. You know. So then he uh, he ends up on Zanbar, and they like they're like, hey, we got the we got the dark saber. We found the dark saber. <laughs> like, here's your dark saber. Uh, what are we doing? Separatists are coming. So they're like, he rallies everybody for battle. Grievous shows up with the separatists. And it's like everything you want in a comic book right here in issue one. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I thought when I read it. Because later there's even like crazier fights. But I was yeah. like, oh, it's like Grievous. It's Mandalorians. And like Maul has the Darksaber. And he's about to fight Grievous. Like it, it gets like they get down. There, There's one scene when they're kind of they first release Maul from that machine that he's being held in the cell with. And I think Gar Saxon's like, you know, Lord Maul, you know, we're going to get you out of here. Can you walk? And I thought Maul's response was hilarious because he says, I've become indifferent to pain. It's like, <laughs> okay, right. okay, my guy, I was asking if you could walk, but that's cool. Like, but can you walk? Is, <laughs> is, uh, is, is that a yes? Or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like very edgelord Maul. <laughs> That's, that's hey, Maul, are you hungry? Yeah. I've long since lost any feeling for any sustenance. <laughs> I've become indifferent to hunger. So should I get two tacos? Should I get I mean, one taco? Yeah, like, you just want water or... Yeah. <laughs> like, I need, a, I need a yes or no, Maul. Like, you can't with these answers. Um, and then, like, after that, like, he ends up running away. Like, the, the Mandalorians are like, ah, oh, like, we lost too many people. We got to get out of here. And then <laughs> Grievous is basically like, whew, glad that boy ran away because uh, we were on, like, our last battle droid, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then Maul, like, contacts Mother Talzin, and that's where we, as viewers, get to be like, what? Mother Talzin is, like, all over the place now? Because, like, the last time we see her, she's, like, disappearing from crazy planets where Jar Jar and Mace... <laughs> <laughs> you know do we actually see her die in the clone wars like when um so in the episode where like grievous like destroys the whole clan mm-hmm. they get to her and then they like kind of come at her and she like does this weird like shrieking kind of thing and she like disappears it kind of looks like she disappears and like force explodes and like goes into a wall and then that's it right but then Uh. um what happens um but later isn't that before uh oh man is that before or after savage goes back there because savage goes back and then they're like well here's the magic little pendant thingy and it's just her right yeah i don't i I don't remember idea okay well, in any case, for sure, the next time that I remember seeing her is in that uh, episode where she's there kidnapping Bardotans with Jar Jar mm-hmm. and Mace. And that's where she is able to like summon a force sword. But it looks like she's trying to take all that force energy. And like a lot of that's explained here because they're like, Sidious basically goes like, everybody's like, I thought you killed her. I thought you killed her. Well, the fact that Maul's alive means that she's not dead, mm-hmm. you know? And so it turns out that, like, she gave up a lot of her power to, like, bring Maul back or heal him or whatever, which I assume took place when she's like, give you battle droid legs in that whole ceremony part. 
Yeah, and right. I think he says something about it somewhere in this series about yeah. how she's responsible for his legs still working. Yeah, and and that's that, correct. Yeah, that that's like um. So I think that's when she loses like her physical form or something, and then I think in this whole comic she's trying to get it back. Right. Right. I think that's so. kind of the the point. There's like a sacrifice that needs to be made, which right. we get to at the end. Um, but she's just kind of living in in the force as a sort of spirit, but she's not completely dead. She has some autonomy left or yeah. can use some voodoo to bring herself back. Yeah, she can do like little, but I think it's a lot like uh, she's still in that same situation she was in that Mace Windu Jar Jar episode, because I think that's what she's doing there too. They're like collecting those force people and trying to harness the solar energy or whatever. There was like a whole system in place, right? Yeah, but if you um, need a, a strong, you know, center of the force, so to speak, to bring her back, this is a good way to do it because yeah. she she is trying to outmaneuver the Sith and nearly succeeds. Right, and I think this also really explains what you know at the end of the uh, Clone Wars episodes. You know, I have a use for you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this whole comic is about them using Maul to lure her out so that she can finally be destroyed, which I think mm-hmm. is what that use was. See, I, I had another theory about that, but yeah, I can make... go with that too. Um, so in Solo, he's head of the Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. I think that that's because Sheev is letting him be that because he, she knows he needs an underworld that he can control to justify spending resources on a strong military. Right. Okay. I think, like it's I, just a theory. I, yeah, I feel like that's like a like when um when he's captured and like Sidious mm-hmm. is like hey, 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 and then he leaves and he leaves Dooku with him, right? Yeah. And then Dooku's like, "Tell me where your base is and your underworld contacts." So like they bring up that, like they want to mm-hmm. take control of the underworld or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Maul's like, "Nah, gangster for life. Not saying nothing." And right. then like he escapes. But whenever Dooku and Sidious are alone talking about it. They're like, this witch must be coaxed to the light. You know, like, it's all yeah, about finding Talzin. So I think, like, I think you're, I think we're both right. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if that later on Maul, he's really not, I mean, even if it was part of, uh, whether or not he's part of Sidious's plan, he would never, like, willingly be part of Sidious's plan. Right. So whether he's off on his own and Sidious just lets him run Underworld so they can build military, mm-hmm. or... Like, I still don't think he's an underling in any way, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I don't think he's, like, answering directly, but it's... Yeah, I think... Yeah. yeah. I think I think you guys are right. And like Tom said, the letting Maul sort of run the underworld... Because let's not mince words. I mean, Palpatine can shut Maul down at any point he really right. wants to. And he just mm-hmm. has chosen not to because he mm-hmm. sees that he has a purpose in running an underworld. And I think Palpatine's smart enough to know that it's going to happen regardless if he tries to squash it out or not. Mm-hmm. So you might as well have it run by somebody who's still kind of under your thumb or that you can exert power over. Mm-hmm. Whereas mother Talzin is more, she, she brings more chaos to the plan. Uh, she's harder to pin down and her sort of, power isn't something that Palpatine fully understands because they made mention in the comic and I think that was the first time I had heard this before that he kind of went and studied with her and she taught him a few things about the force right 
he, she was he was kind of using her to like learn more about all that stuff. So I think he's more afraid of what she can do to undermine his plans versus what Ball would do running a black market. Exactly, and I yeah. think also a lot of that happens that like this comic is the one that brings a lot about Maul himself where you find out that that's his mother. Yeah, that's to crazy. Where she's like, he took my baby boy. Like <laughs> she's, you know, she's like, you know, like he says like, Oh, like they pointing out his thing, robot legs, blah, 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 blah. Like I got the, Oh God, what is it? Like there's a whole scene where he talks about like Maul came to me when I was very young, when I went to study with her and blah, 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 blah. And then she talks about like, no, he took my flesh and blood and he cast us all aside. Just like Maul says that was what happened to him later. But like this like running thing of she taking advantage of people and then like just leaving him is part of why I think Mother Talzin can never be like he's never going to be able to use her much like Maul because they'll never trust him again. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I, that moment when she's talking about, you know, look what they did to my, my, my son. My and they point boy. out his legs. It was like, I, could, I thought of that scene from The Godfather. It's like, look what they did to my boy. Look <laughs> what they did to my boy. It, it's funny you say that because the only thing I can think of is, uh, what's that movie? Walk Hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is, oh no, my son, he's got, he's lost his legs. You're not even half of the half he was after he got cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's good times. Um, yeah, so like as he's running it, they keep running to other places and getting chased by the separatists and having these big battles. So like the big battle on Zanbar. And then they run to like Ord Mantell and the separatists show up on Ord Mantell. But then it's like, it's Dooku, it's Grievous. And the Knight brothers come in out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's like, are you going to come help us, mother? She's like, I got you. But I'm not coming, though. And she sends the Knight brothers, which I thought was like such a cool scene. Because all it is is like a bunch of Knight brothers versus Dooku. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not something that I was expecting. And that's something that I love. And especially after playing like Jedi Fallen Order, I'm like, oh, this is fun. I can just pretend I'm Dooku and take on like eight <laughs> Night Brothers at once. <laughs> and be like, what up, son? Yeah, he made short work of them. Yeah, it's very much uh, not a contest. Uh, and then uh, Maul does the same thing. He gets on the ship and he goes up. You know, Grievous is like hiding in the command ship this time. So it doesn't get worked. And then Maul like breaks into the command ship and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> You know, so I thought that was funny that like Grievous is doing his usual like we're on the ship. Uh oh, we're losing. We better get out of here. Holy crap, he's right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the I Jedi. Was, oh, go for it. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say I found. I mean, I I didn't want to derail too much, but this was published by Dark Horse initially. This was like the, the yeah, last. Oh, this is still Marvel. Yeah. No, no, no. This was Dark Horse originally because this was the last comic that came out. I don't know if it was the last comic, but it was the first one that they released un, uh, from the unreleased scripts. But it's canon because it's from the unreleased scripts. But it was released in like 2014 before the switchover. So oh. basically, this is the only Dark Horse comic that That's is canon. canon. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because I was going to point out that it feels... I mean, at least tonally, very different to the Marvel stuff because of how violent it's, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a panel here where Dooku's fighting the Knight Brothers, 
there's it's back to back and you can see there's a very small detail he straight up beheads one of these dudes immediately <laughs> there's mm-hmm. his head is floating down to the ground and then in the next panel one of the night brothers is just his arms have been cut off both of them above the elbow and he's just kind of standing there looking at his stumps like Ugh! Yeah. like pretty <laughs> dark imagery for a <laughs> Star Wars like, book yeah i don't even see how they so, some of these moments in here i don't even see how they make it into the cartoon yeah especially like, no one way. one later on at the very end right right there's like it's like star wars violence is weird mm-hmm. like you have all these movies that are like that i remember watching when i was a kid but i'm like oh no no they cut that dude's head off oh yeah no they cut that whole dude's arm off and it's sitting on the floor in the bar mm-hmm. uh like Oh yeah, Luke Skywalker screams bloody murder as his arm flies out, as his hand flies off the edge of a bottomless pit that he later jumps down. <laughs> like, so there's always like a weird, like I don't even know how to describe. I mean, comics always kind of take it next level because I guess they're comics. I don't know. Like when when you have the, I, maybe it's not looked at with that same kind of scrutiny that maybe they would look at a Saturday morning cartoons, but as a parent, it I, it there was never anything in Clone Wars that I like my kids saw Clone Wars when it came out. So they were pretty young and watching this stuff, you know, like the Darth Maul arc, which is pretty dark. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they were under 10, but it wasn't anything that they were like scared of or had nightmares or anything like that. But I do know other families that were like, no, I'm not showing my kids that until I can't show them that Darth Maul arc until, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like Clone Wars. Yeah, my my, yeah. my son is seven, and I don't know that he would be good with the the Darth Maul or the Pong Krell stuff. Right. Yeah, that was a tough one too. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Axel was pretty young, but he just never. Um. You know, he never kind of shied away from that stuff, or he was always like, you know, I don't know. Different kids are different. Yeah. Like it's, Lizzie it depends on. Yeah, Lizzie won't watch zombies for anything. Mm-hmm. Like even when she was little, me and like me and Axel would watch zombies when he was tiny. He's fine. Lizzie was older, and she was like, Mm-mm, "I have bad dreams," and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still very skittish about scary movies. Gotten better recently, but <laughs> nice. Yeah. I haven't. Seen, anyway, I used to watch them when I was younger, and then once the kid got old, the kids got old enough to like understand what I was watching. I stopped watching them because I couldn't. I was like, ah, I can't watch Walking Dead or whatever it was, you know. And then it turned into like. I just haven't seen a horror movie in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> now they're old just, enough. <laughs> the Exorcist and Poltergeist just kind of ruined me at a very young age. And I oh. just, you know what? I'm good. Never again. Yeah. Poltergeist was tough. Uh, no, Poltergeist was the one that I liked. Exorcist was tough. Yeah. When I was young. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, Jedi starts yes. getting on the trail and being like, what? There's all kinds of stuff. And like, we heard Dooku's fighting like Maul, like, and all kinds of craziness. <laughs> and then they're, and then Ayla's like, yo, check this out. I found this really cool helmet. <laughs> I yeah. just, I don't know why I like that panel so much. She's like, look, it's a Mandalorian helmet. Sweet. Somebody smashed my Black Series helmet. Mm-hmm. This is going to look good on my wall. 
<laughs> you know, so then, uh, let me see. Okay, so that's when Maul, they capture Grievous and Dooku at mm-hmm. one point. But it's like kind of like Dooku kind of like, obviously they're not really captured. Yeah. You know, they're like playing the game and like Dooku frees Grievous while he's captured. And that panel where Grievous just like kills a whole bunch of Mon- Mandalorians is the dopest thing. I mean, he's smashing the guy's head with his foot. Like he's crushing his helmet under his little claw foot. Yeah. When like, I love like there's a weird thing with Grievous. Like sometimes he's like laughable. And then sometimes he's the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. The, the thing I don't understand is they have him captured. Why don't they put a restraining bolt on him, his droid parts, or deactivate oh, him? Take his head oh, off that's or interesting. I wonder if that would work. You know, like, I wonder if it's maybe because he's, like, semi-organic that it doesn't work R- that way. Right. Like, maybe or it only works with droid droids. Take out, the, take out the guts bag and have that someplace else. Yeah, right? Just take off his arms and legs. Right, right. <laughs> Just be like, all right, sit there. What you gonna do? Wiggle your way out of here. Yeah, yeah. Just wrap him up in his cape, dude, and take off his arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> a little grievous that's, that's baby. That's what I do. A little grievous baby wrap. You put him on trial. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own jokes now. That's how bad it is. Okay. Um. So they finally catch up. The Jedi catch up with them, and then there's like a really big battle because like Dooku and Maul are like, okay, we're gonna team up. But of course, Dooku's waiting to double cross him. Mm-hmm. But like, it's Dooku and Maul versus like, uh, you know, Obi Wan, Windu, Ayla, and is it Tipler or Tipley? I can't. Tipley. Tipley. Mm-hmm. Which is another bunch of cool frames, and then Mandalorians and battle droids. So that's like, everything is amazing. You get a lot of like really cool comic book images out of this. Like, if you had to adapt an animated or live action series of Mandalorians or Maul comics are the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked the action in this issue, especially was really cool. There were a lot of little details that I really appreciated during the fight. Like at one point, uh, when Dooku uses the lightning and, uh, Tipley and Obi-Wan are blocking it, just the way they drew Obi-Wan's hair. I don't know. Right, it looks right. kind of realistic. Like you could tell he's struggling here and just the lightsaber movements themselves looked really fluid. Uh, I was a big fan. It felt like I was watching an episode of the show. Yeah. That's, that's the best thing that I can say for this book. And also uh, like dark disciple was released around this time as well. Mm-hmm. So like I really felt the clone wars vibe in the writing. I don't know if it's the writing or the action. Like for this, you have action and art as well, but like in the writing, I feel like it has a lot to do with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this other panel here where like there's a missile going off and Darth Maul is like backflipping out of the explosion oh, yeah. that I just find really funny <laughs> like, <laughs> like backflips look great when you're doing them but like when you just look at him it just looks like you're t- he looks like he's cannonballing <laughs> he could be cannonballing yeah. the explosion for all we know <laughs> if you're reading the comic it all makes sense but when I just look at things out of context like I do sometimes uh, it's good times. So then his like shadow collective starts falling apart. You know, the pikes and the black sun and the huts are like, nah, we're getting killed and Jedi are coming. And now this is, you know, I didn't sign on for this. Like, so they start breaking up and the Mandalorians are trying to hold them together. Rook cast with her cool Sabine like haircut. And then we were all waiting for that to be Sabine's mom when we read the comic. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Do you remember back? Okay. You know how um, 
nowadays any female character that's introduced is like, is that Ray's mom? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is back when Rebels was on, and there was a Mandalorian with a similar haircut and a similar helmet design to Sabine's. So mm-hmm. me, at all alone, was like, is this Sabine's family? Her name isn't Ren, but her design helmet is similar. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she was like the same clan or something, because now we've seen, you know, her Ursa Ren. Basically, her right. helmet looks kind of like Ursa Ren, but it's like a maroon, reddish mm-hmm. version. Um, so then Maul runs to Dathomir, and only the Mandos are left with him now, because everybody else has left. All the other crime cartels have run. Mm-hmm. And uh, Palp- uh, Sidious follows to get Dooku. Dooku is like, gets possessed by Mother Talzin, which is super gangster. And now, mm-hmm. like... When I re- originally read the comic, I thought it was super cool, right? Mm-hmm. Now when I read it, all I see is like when the Night Sisters possessed Kanan and Sabine. Because that's like literally oh. the exact, they have the glowing green eyes and they're like all smoky. Mm-hmm. Like it's the exact same thing. Except, it's really cool. You know, it was Mother Talzin. And then there's another dope looking battle of lightsabers because now Grievous shows up and Sidious show up and they're like, we're here to kill you, Mother Talzin. Aha, we finally found you. And she's like, aha, I have a body now. Aha. And then, um, and then it kind of goes downhill from there <laughs> for Mother yeah. Talzin in particular. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily work out for her the way no. we thought. So, like, she's kind of basically facing off against Sidious, and they're using their magics against each other. <laughs> and then she basically goes, like, get out of here. Like, I can hold him off. Escape, Maul. You're my baby boy. You got to run. Yeah. And she, like, gets him out of there, and the Mandalorians, like, pull him off, and they go. And, like... Grievous like walks through the field like she's sort of making like a force field that's keeping everybody back but I guess half robot Grievous can go through it without skin melting off I guess he yeah ain't got, he ain't got no skin and she's she's got to f- concentrate on keeping it up to block uh Sidious Palpatine's lightning yeah. Yeah. yeah and so like then Grievous kills her with all lightsabers <laughs> and that's what it is so and then that's where like they pretty much are like you know, everybody else, like, the, the, the dust settles. Maul gets away with the Mandalorians and presumably goes back to Mandalore, which we're probably about to see in these new Clone Wars episodes. And then, um, you know, Dooku and Grievous are like, but he got away. And Sidious is like, hey, he don't matter. We were just trying to kill her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything's all according to plan. Uh-huh. Always. Don't worry it- about Mandalore. Yeah, at the end, Sidious says this was a difficult piece to maneuver. So even as they were trying to pull this plan on him, he had one of his own. And at, in I don't know if it's this issue or the one before, but he's talking with the Jedi Council. And I didn't realize until my second time reading this that that was another part of his plan to get the Jedi to think that Dooku and Maul were the master and the apprentice. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, yeah, they they do totally mention that. They're like, Dooku was the master all along. Yeah. You know? Damn. Which is interesting. That's, that's like, he's just out here playing chess. We're all playing checkers. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. this dude's We're eating the checkers. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing Connect Four. It's, yeah, it's, it's done really well. I like the story. And, um, when this was like the first one of those like unreleased Clone Wars things, I was hoping that we would have more. I'm like, when are we getting the bad, ba-? you know, like when are we getting all that stuff? I'm glad we got Clone Wars back now, but I would still like for them to do some more of these unreleased stories. Like we know we're only getting 12 episodes. Like 
Yo, give us the Wookiees. Good relations with the Wookiees. Send us to Kashyyyk. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I'm super down for more of these stories to come out. Um, I thought it was, again, just going back to that fight between Palpatine and Mother Talzin. I have two things. Uh, one, when Maul pushes Grievous out the, do- out the hole in the wall, mm-hmm. kind of just down the cliff. <laughs> He's standing over the hole and he just says, good riddance, mechanical trash. And I thought that was just, <laughs> it's just it's like, damn. <laughs> There's like so it's much, very good, much like, good dialogue in this uh, comic. You know, like he's just I, spitting hot fire. Dude. Yeah, I, like that one that you mentioned earlier is one that I always read off, and I'm just like, "Oh, Maul!" <laughs> like the, the <laughs> yeah. original. Uh, I have become indifferent to pain. Yeah, it's such a Maul thing. <laughs> like, it's pretty funny. Now, the other thing I wanted to ask is when Talzin comes back, like physically, after she's possessed Dooku. I mean, Dooku obviously gets to keep his body. So, did mm-hmm. she just have enough strength to kind of form a corporeal body again? So the way I always kind of read it is like, like she absorbed enough of his force power or whatever. Cause like, that's kind of what it is. And I kind of put that together with the Frangal cult and all that, that I keep mentioning the Min- the Windu uh, Jar Jar episodes. Mm-hmm. She's like gathering that strength to come back. So I think once she like possesses Dooku, she like drains enough of him to come back. Cause, Cause he's still in the fight and he's still okay. But also when she comes back, she's like vulnerable so I think Sidious's thing was to get her to a place where she was able to like, like he was literally trying to give her the strength to get the physical body back so he could kill it. Oh, uh, does that okay. make any sense? Like, yeah, that's, no, that makes sense. That's how hard to maneuver this was. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I kind of read it. I don't know. Like, um, yeah, that's, that's how I see it. That makes total sense. So did, in the long run, did Sidious learn anything, or do we just not know anything at all from his time with Talzin? I mean, we don't really know. Like, nothing's ever been like, well, this is Night Sister Magic, and I'm going to green force lightning you, or something. But Because... I mean, it's I implied just, in the book that he did learn something from yeah, her, we just don't know what. It's definitely implied that they trained each other, and they taught each other secrets. Right. Because I, I know there's a certain... Um, thing being bandied about right now with the novel leak about how Sheev came back, but what if mm-hmm. it was something he learned from Mother Talzin? I was kind of thinking a lot about this stuff a lot, especially with what you... I was thinking about it before the leak, mm-hmm. but I was thinking about the whole, like, you know, uh, you know, the power to cheat death. Like, right. we, we see it in limited spaces. Like, we know the Force Ghost is almost the power to cheat death, but I'm also like, that's not what, you know... To him, that's not what he meant. Right. And that's not attainable through the dark side. Right. That's not attainable through the dark side. And that's not what Sidious meant when he said the power to cheat death. Right. So, like, the only things that we've seen, like, in Canada are things like a lot closer to this. Like, Mother Talzin is able to, like, shed that corporeal form and maybe, like, bounce her spirit around. Or I don't even know how to explain it. But, you know, I mean, how many steps is that removed from putting your spirit into another body? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. And the the way that the book kind of paints it is that they were trying to like trade secrets, but sort of Sidious never held up his end of the bargain. And then he took her baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he kind of like, she taught him some things probably like the way I see it. Right. And then like, he maybe taught her like a little and then stopped and didn't show her all the secrets and then left and ran away with Maul or something, <laughs> you know? 
How do you make a baby disappear? <laughs> I'll take this little thing. <laughs> yep. You know. Um, oh, God, I'm trying to think of, like, other things that sort of... Because, like, even... You, you might even say... I don't know. Like, you could argue Maul cheated death. Twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he got cut in half, and he disappeared, and he's, like, surviving on hatred. So it's like, is that is that cheating death? Because he should have died, everybody, right? Everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody knows he should have died, right? Like, that's, yeah, that sounds yeah. like cheating death to me. People thought he died for ten years. There yeah, was, exactly. um, did you guys ever play Knights of the Old Republic 2? No. No. Uh, the one of, it, one, it's, it's, uh, one of the villains you fight in the game, you fight a lot of different Sith Lords, mm-hmm. and there's two... Probably the most the well known one is this guy Darth Nihilus. You've probably seen him in the robes with the white mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like literally survives by consuming the Force from other people, planets. Like he eats it basically. He he, but he doesn't exist. Like when you kill him, there's like nothing there. You you never see a face under the robes or anything. And then the other guy you fight is this guy called Darth Sion, I believe. And he literally looks like a corpse. Like, like he looks a like zombie, a dead yeah. body. He is a zombie, and you, you cannot kill him in the game. Um, he just keeps resurrecting himself until... And he's just being... He's, the only reason he's alive is because he's powered by hatred, like you guys were talking about. That's what right. this reminded me of. And it wasn't... In the game, you can't beat him until you have a conversation with him and convince him to like let go of his hatred, and then he dies. <laughs> That's really cool, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds dope. Like I, I know the story because I've like looked up and I've read a lot of the books about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've never actually played the game because I never had an Xbox. And then like once I got, and I still don't have an Xbox. But I was like, I'm not gonna play this on a PC. I don't, I'm a PC. Like, sure. So I just never got into it. Um, but like hearing the how it really, ha- like I don't, you know, the finer details are things that I've never experienced, and that sounds really awesome, actually. Yeah, and I think it just kind of speaks to this idea that. We don't really know the extent to which the powers of the dark side reach. Uh, you know, they, it's a pathway to many abilities some would consider to be unnatural, uh, to, to sure. turn, turn a phrase. So the idea that Palpatine could have used some of Mother Talzin's magic to do what she did, to have another body at some point, I think makes sense. It's it, There's a lot of different, like, things you can do there was a whole episode in the clone wars too where you know he and dooku were you know double double boil and trouble around that cauldron to kind of mess with yoda so there's a whole bunch of stuff that can be done and seeing mother talzin her spirit sort of alive possessing other people communicating through maul as a vessel Mm -hmm. i mean who knows i mean the anything is possible at this point yeah and i like that um I definitely like that, uh, like th- that uh, double, double boil in trouble is like the first thing that comes to my head when he's like, I studied with the Night Sisters and I'm like, oh, like what could he have possibly like when it, and that's the first thing that I came to my mind. Oh, well, they were like looking into a little glass of water and like fighting with Yoda. Maybe that's what oh, I mean, you know, I made a really good point and I didn't even realize it. No, that's good. That's that was a good connection. Good. good boy. Good boy. Yay. <laughs> True fan. Yeah, I've redeemed myself. <laughs> yeah, you you killed it right now. You like were like, have you guys played this game? Oh, well, let me explain it. Yeah, <laughs> well, actually, you King Tommed all of us right now. You did. <laughs> I'm impressed. 
Even King Tom was like, I ain't played that game, dude. I, I, I don't know. I've deviled my power since we've last recorded. They didn't write a book about it? Damn. <laughs> um yeah i i just can't like i like the uh the whole night sister thing is something that i'm like really i'm like a huge fan of ventress and voss as you probably all know and is a super on brand for me but mm-hmm. like that night sister training and magic and the like being outside of the jedi sith duality of the force is something that always fascinated me since i heard about the night sisters Way back in the day when Dave Wolverton decided to write a book about Princess Leia getting married, and that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, like, even now, like, in canon, like, you know, we, we just got the reveal of, like, the High Republic and stuff. So I'm a little bit, like, when they write Splinter Force groups, like, I already know one, <laughs> you know, but I'm really curious to how things like that work themselves into future stories uh, in the Star Wars universe, you know, whether in the past or not. That's all. <laughs> Remains to be seen, I suppose. Yeah. I'm interested to see what, if any, of these threads they pick up uh, in Season 7 for Clone Wars. I mean, yeah, I guess we should... That's that's the main thing we should do, right? Like, from here, he leaves with the Mandalorians. And he's like, yeah. well, everybody's dead. So I, I presume he goes straight to Mandalore and starts, well, I guess I just live here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's what we're kind of led to believe, because we know the next step from the Ahsoka novel is yeah. him on Mandalore. And we have already seen the trailer and we know he's there. So we know beyond that he's back on Dathomir <laughs> running a crime syndicate. So how do those things sort of match up? I guess we'll find out a little bit of it, at least the Mandalorian side. Yeah. It would be really interesting to see. And maybe even the start of the fall of Mandalore to a degree. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we'll see. Like, what's always happened in my head is the Republic goes to fight the Shadow Collective. So what, and then that leads to the Republic occupation of Mandalore, which turns into the Imperial occupation, which leads to what we see in Rebels. Like, that's always been my head canon, right. the way it follows mm-hmm. each other. But now we're getting all this stuff from the Mandalorian where he's like, you may remember this E-Web blaster from the Night of a Thousand Tears. <laughs> And like, yeah. oh, okay, so like, not only did they take over Mandalore, but they like, like I don't know what Just side Din Djarin, out. well, no, I do know what side Din Djarin was, because yeah. he was rescued by Death Watch, right? Death Watch. Yep. So, yeah, to him, a uh, Republic occupation of Mandalore might look like a really bad thing. <laughs> um, but, on the other hand, Separatists killed his moms. It's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Unless... You know, Sedan Athano sold somebody those Separatist bots, and they were just uh, <laughs> rogue Separatist bots. You never I mean, know, man. Have you ever thought about that? That the uh, the Separatist bot, uh, the Techno Union and the Trade Federation. I feel like everybody was making bat- different battle droids for so long that they they had to have been selling them before they were put to use in the Separatist army, right? So, yeah. Well, I somebody mean, somebody's it, buying this stuff. It, it was the Trade Federation, right? Because the Trade Federation mm-hmm. was like, we have the biggest droid army, which they bought from the Geonosians, presumably. Yeah, in the EU, I, I'm pretty sure it, it was set up that way that different groups were buying all these different droids. Mm-hmm. Especially after one of the... I'm thinking of the Plague, Plagueis books when they say some, one of the legislations allowing them to have an army and arm their ships was passed. Right, okay. 
I think like uh, my curiosity always goes to after it, like after the war. Right. Now they have all these droids that they have no use. They can't wait, you know, like they're, they're beaten and not all the droids are destroyed. So you end up with things like Sedano Thano with 10 yeah. battle droids going like, yo, give me 200. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least recovered ones like Mr. Bones. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I wonder who, you know, how many pirate crews were putting together like a whole army of 40 droids to go take over a ship and not lose any men every time they boarded a vessel, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. And we know the new, or the Rebel Alliance had some Clone Wars ve- separatist vessels. That's true. Yeah. I like, uh, I like those like ties together like the idea that, that the rebels always operate off old stuff but they're using old clone stuff and old separatist yeah. things like that's really that's really cool use whatever you can get your hands on that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is um all right man i'm gonna call this an episode anybody else nice. got any final wonderful thoughts about uh maul and his son of dathomir <laughs> it's a good series i think they should have changed the t- title to darth maul baby boy yeah. <laughs> Little did we know that the real son of Dathomir was the friends we made along the way. It's true. Was this podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for joining me, sirs. Uh, can you tell people where they can find you on the interwebs? I'm going to let Rashad go first. Uh, thanks. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Love you. Appreciate you. You can find me on Twitter at iCossum, and you can find my podcast, Will Communication, that I do with my best bud, Justin, at WillComPod. Uh, I also do Patreon stuff for uh, Steel Sea Wars and the Bad Motivators uh, with our, our guest here today, Tom. Sweet. Tom, where can they find you? Uh, Tom Chansky on Twitter. And I don't have a podcast of my own, but I do help out, like Rashad said, the Bad Motivators with um, Seismic Charges with our friend Luke Cruiser, uh, Blue Harvest. I do talk with uh, Hawes about video games. And then uh, with Steel Wars, I read the books and tell Steel what happens. Okay. I have a bone to pick with you about that one. I'm okay. going to invite you on my show, and you're going to talk to somebody who actually read the book. <laughs> All right. Okay. (laughs) All right. And then uh, that'll be that. That'll work. Good times, gentlemen. Likewise. Thank you. And cut. That's a podcast. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for staying up late with us, Tom. Yeah, thanks, Tom. You know, yeah. good times, dude. We'll do this again. This was a great time to first actually talk to you, Tom. Yes, it was. <laughs> I feel like I've known you forever, sir. Yeah, likewise. likewise. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Thanks for right. Have a good week, fellas. Good night, guys. Peace.